Every time you have a judgment about how someone does something or doesn't do something, you're stopping their mechanism and their genius from doing that thing. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination, You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about inner game, and um, I want to share something with you guys. For those of you that that have followed uh, us in any way, shape, or form, you know that I'm I'm going to call it slightly obsessed with tennis. Um, and someone that we met actually gave me a great book, which I'm shocked that I haven't read up until now. Um, and, and I do actually recommend this book for anyone. It really, while it uses tennis as the vehicle, the concepts in it are super, super smart. It's called uh, The Inner Game. One of the things that is really interesting, and you can just, I'm going to talk about tennis, but you can most likely map this onto whatever it is that you're doing in life or whatever it is that you're, you're pursuing, whether it's uh, successful in business, whether it's uh, parenting, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationships. Um, he talks about two, th- there's two selves, like Guy and I discuss this all the time. And in tennis specifically, what happens is one of the biggest complaints of tennis players is that when they're just practicing or warming up or just rallying, they can do everything. And then as soon as we get into a match, it's like everything goes out the window and you're not hitting shots properly, et cetera. You get tight is what we call it. And professionals do this too. This is not just like 
amateur players. So inside of you, I want you to imagine that there's there's two people. And, and if you're like me or if you're in a pursuit of anything, then you know that you talk to yourself. And what you tell it to yourself is like, you know, things like, come on, you can do this better. Or, you know, you can even take it more negative where it's like, you idiot, how did you do that? Right? Like we, we self-talk like that all the time. And so he asks a really interesting question. Like when you're saying that stuff and, so, you know, like I say it out loud, um, whether you say it in your head or you said out loud, tell me if you relate to this, you will say it. And it's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> right? Like, think about that for a second. Like, who are you actually saying this stuff to? And so you're saying this stuff. If you think there's two, there's two people, there's you, the observer, and inside of you, you associate is the doer, right? So it's like you're communicating with the doer. So you get mad when you, when the doer doesn't do something the way that you instructed the doer to do and you beat up this doer. And as I'm going through this book, it's just this unwrapping of that relationship. And an analogy I just want to share just to kick off this conversation, which is I thought was brilliantly laid out, is when you're a child and you're learning to walk, as an example, parents. So like if you can imagine like a parent is the 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 person that's like telling, you know, the doer what to do. And then the child would be the doer. And the doer is just like, you know, your child is starting to walk. Now, if your child stumbles or doesn't get their balance or keeps falling, you don't say like, you idiot, you know, how can you not figure this out? Just look at everybody else. Like we're all walking. You don't go, oh, you you must be slow or incapable of walking, right? It's just, oh, look, you know, stumbled, she fell, she got up, she keeps trying, et cetera, et cetera. Now, as a child, what he, the assertion he makes, and I think it's a really brilliant assertion, is that the body, the doer, when left to its own devices, will always figure out how to get the job done. Always. So left alone, it will produce results infinitely faster than if you add judgment to every single step of the way, both good and bad. So even the positive affirmation of like, oh, you did really good or, oh, keep going. That's amazing. In essence, think about this. If you're deeming something good, right? What is inherently in that, in that statement that that's better than that other thing? Right. And so now he like he did all this testing with tennis. So his training coaching was all about letting the doer just do it without getting anything in the way, not adding judgment, whether good or bad, just literally getting getting a vision. So he found this out through like a bunch of different tests and he kind of takes you to like different case studies where in whatever it is that you do, if I asked any of you right now, like to pick an area that you're up to mastering. And I said, what's stopping you right now from mastering it? Every single one of you would be able to give me an answer. I don't do this well. I don't do that well. Well, I would be much better if I only did this. 
Like you all have an opinion and a judgment on what the doer needs to be doing in order to produce the result. His whole assertion, and this is something that I'm playing with right now, is what if you got rid of all of that and all you did was have a vision of what you wanted? So like his, his, the way he trained people and people just picked it up incredibly fast is like, say you're serving. So if I'm serving, right, I have a judgment about, oh, my arm did this. My legs didn't do that. I didn't throw this way. I did what, like all these different judgments. And I'm making the doer wrong about that stuff. So I'm saying to the doer, like, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. So imagine if like your child stumbles, they're one, they stumble and you're like, all right, here's what you didn't do right. You didn't balance. You didn't hold yourself up. You didn't put this foot in front. You didn't put, right? Like all of that stuff, which is just confusion. If instead all you focused on was I want the ball to go two feet over the net and hit a foot behind the line. Like that's it. That's all I want. He's asserting that your body, the doer, will figure out every way how to do that. Because your body, think about this, like when you walk into a room, it's a dark room and you want to read a book, right? Do you constantly tell your doer like, okay, I need you to walk over to that lamp. I need you to reach your hand out X amount of, of inches. I need you to then grab that little black thing and twist it. No. You just trust and let go that the doer can do all that stuff. So the doer has the capacity bigger than any computer known to man to create all of these calculations on how to do these things. All it needs to do is see how that's done. So now it brings a really interesting question, which is like, well, how do you stop from constantly opining and judging on the doer's on the doer's job, like however it's doing its thing. And when you create that negative relationship with the doer, you lose trust. That relationship, just like any other relationship, that's what I'm saying. Like you could literally map this onto anything, right? You have relationship with your coworkers. You might have these kind of relationships with your partners where you do the same thing with these other people in your life. Not only yourself, other people. And in doing so, like every time you have a judgment about how someone does something or doesn't do something, you're stopping their mechanism and their genius from doing that thing. So he uses this amazing example. He had five women and he was like, look, I'm just going to hit, uh, I'm going to hit six balls to each of you. And all you have to do is hit it over the net to this part of the court. He didn't tell them how to swing. He didn't tell them what to do with their feet. He didn't tell them anything. And at the end of this, these were all basically beginners. And at the end of this, he looks down and he's an absolute amazement because there's a pile of 30 balls. Not a single ball hit the net. All 30 balls landed in the court and then in a pile in the corner over there. And he was like, I just want to point out. He just had an observation. Not good, not bad. He was like, I just want to point out to you all that there's 30 balls right here in this corner. And the second he said that, what happened? They all had the judgment. Now, even though he was just stating a fact, he said it in a tone of like, he was really happy, right? Like he was really amazed. So now what do they do? Now comes all of the preconceived like, ooh, we did something really good. Now 
I have to replicate that in order to keep our coach happy. Mm -hmm. And with that comes what? Tension. Comes, oh, now I know and I have to do it right. Otherwise, he's not going to like us the same. And wouldn't you guess what happened? And that's the only comment. He didn't say, he's like, now we're going to do the same exercise again. Let's do it again. Eight balls were in the net and the other balls were all over the court. And then what he noticed was that one woman, he's like, you know, so what happened? So like one woman's like, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I was the first one to hit it into the net. And then everyone followed and I hit four. Meanwhile, none of that was true. She wasn't the first one that hit it into the net. In fact, she only hit two into the net. But we create, right? Like the doers trying to do these things all the time. And we create a reality around it. We create that perception. And in that perception, we allow the doer to not function the way it knows to function. So I'm going through this and I'm like, wow. Because I know that for me, when I feel in flow, I don't think. I just allow that inner doer part of me to do. And I keep saying to myself, like, you know exactly what to do. Just do it. And just notice like how often we are constantly judging every single step of the way around, you should have done that. You shouldn't have done that. Why did you say that? Why didn't you say that? Why didn't you do it this way? You're better than that. You know, right? And constantly, constantly berating this inner child of ours. So I just wanted to offer you guys that today, you know, whether you play tennis or sports or anything else like that, I'm sure you can relate even more. And then for everybody else, just take a look where does this show up in your life? We all have this. Every single person I've met is their worst critic. Like everyone is. So just check in. Like where are you doing this in your life right now? And what are the things that you're stopping yourself from just being able to flow naturally and easily instead of, you know, fighting and arguing and like, oh, like beating yourself up all over. Does that make sense, bro? Yeah. 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 So this reminded me of two, two things. Uh, one that I'm working on a lot myself. And then the other one is like an old exercise that, you know, we used to be part of it, it, It's interesting because what you're talking about, I think is like accessing, basically accessing different parts of the brain. You know, it, it, like when I go do something that I haven't done in a long time, like I go bowling or play tennis, I always find that first session out. I'm actually feel really great because it's like, you come back to the game. You don't really have much judgment on what you are and aren't doing at that point in time. So you're just like kind of letting the body like naturally do what it knows to do. So like the first time you go bowling, you're just like, all right, I just want to throw the ball between the one and the three. You know, you don't really think about like where your feet are going to go or that you just like, you kind of like naturally swing and you always just start crushing out these strikes. Then you come back and like, as you start crushing out strikes, you think you're learning something. So you're like, okay, well I stood over here this time. I need to be over here this time. My arm went back at this speed this time. Start adding a lot of things to the equation. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's almost like overwhelming the brain where it now can't be present and naturally yes. do what it does, uh, exactly. in, in uh, deep diving and Olympic diving, they actually call it dumb diving because the moment that the person, like they just, if they don't let the body do what it's been trained to do, and they actually think when they're up there, the body can't actually do that thing. Um, I also remember, um, that exercise, they would, um, they asked somebody who like, can't really catch a ball or is like scared of catching a ball. Yep. to try to catch the ball and then they'll like throw the ball and straight off they're like, really clumsily and they, they drop it. Then they'll bring like a, a tennis ball up there and they'll just paint, you know, like the tennis ball has kind of those two, 
U parabola shapes on it. And they just paint it in with like a black marker and they, they don't tell them to catch it. They just say, I'm going to throw the ball at you and I'm going to spin it in a direction. All I need you to do is tell me which, which direction the ball is spinning in. So they throw the ball in a spin and the person catches it. And the person's like, Oh, spinning to the left and doesn't even notice that they just caught the ball. But the fact that they weren't asked to catch the ball didn't, activate the programming that says you can't catch a ball. So they just catch the ball and it works like 99% of the time. It's incredible to watch. So what this reminds me of, and I think what he's doing is he's kind of managing the overwhelm of the system because he's having the system focus on what it can easily say yes to versus what it says yes to, and then has overwhelm about. Yep. Um, And this is just a really good practice. That's something we coach on um, a lot. Something him and I practice as well is like when you're going to create a, a specific outcome that you want to create. So like, let's say you're not making a lot of money. Most people are like, well, I want to be financially free. But for a person who's making 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a year, the idea of what it would take to become financially free is so overwhelming to the system. And the way that we operate is the moment the overwhelm in the system starts amping up and that anxiety kicks in, all your automated processes kick in to manage and buffer that overwhelm. And if you're activating the automated systems that manage and buffer overwhelm, what you're really doing is just activating the very system that you say you want to deprogram. So you're actually getting more of the old programming when you do that. And this is a lot of why coaching doesn't work for a lot of people because that what they're creating is beyond the capacity of what, of, of like, it, it just activates their, um, their nervous system. Right. And so there's like your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system. So when you create overwhelm, you're actually activating the sympathetic nervous system. And that's like all your old automated programming. So every time you create something that's outside of the realm of what feels good to you, what doesn't feel good is that overwhelm. So that woman right before was just hitting the balls over the thing. They all feel good. And then it's like now when that becomes the standard, then suddenly there's pressure to perform. That pressure creates the overwhelm in the system. The sympathetic nervous system gets activated. The automated systems kick in and the body no longer can actually swing through the ball because you're, you're kind of like stopping that energy flow yep. and it's not, you're not getting that full swing through Like you're just doing all these micro little things that don't work. And boom, sure enough, ball into the net. Then like you feel bad about that, creates overwhelm for everybody in the system. Everyone's having the ball into, into the net. So, um, you know, the, I think the big takeaway here, guys, is like if you're going to create something, like you want an outcome, think about how far you can create into that thing without creating overwhelm in the system. So, for instance, like if you're a 300 pound man and your goal is six pack abs, the idea of six pack abs to 300 pound man is really overwhelming. Okay. So, you don't want to do that because now you're going to activate the part of the system that's created the outcome of somebody who's 300 pounds. Yep. What you can do though is like, okay, well, if I check in around my health, like what could I create for myself that makes me feel good? It's like, I would be happy waking that up, waking up to that in the morning. So maybe it's like for, for somebody in that state, it's like, I would be, uh, my goal is to lose three pounds a week, right? That means 52 weeks from now, I've lost 150 pounds. So it's like, if that's my goal and if that feels good to you, like that's manageable, that's the thing that you want to shoot for and aim at as like, here's the commitment that feels good in my body that doesn't create overwhelm for me. And if you can do that, right. So it's like, maybe you start doing that. And then like 12 weeks out, four weeks out, even whatever you're like, you start to hit that mark. Then it might start feeling good to say, you know what? Well, um, I've, I've been losing three pounds a week. Now it's like going to the gym two times a week also feels good to me or something like that. Right. Cause a lot of overweight people, like you put an overweight person in the gym, 
they're freaking the fuck out. They don't know what to do there. Everybody else seems to be working out the right way. They, they're embarrassed. It's like everything, all the things that create shame, gain, uh, shame, blame, guilt in the system start activating. They go home and they're like, you know, just downing potato chips because it, 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 soothes, it soothes the system because yeah. that's what the system knows to do when it's overwhelmed, right? You guys see how this works? So it's like you just want to create just enough that's like it doesn't create that in the system. Then it's like really fluid and the body gets new programming and it starts learning. It's like, oh, this feels good. Let's send more energy to health. And then it's like, well, I'm going to be the healthiest person in the world or whatever the fuck it is. Right. But it's like you work up to those kind of things. And this is how transformation can be really fluid and easy versus somebody who's just trying to create these massive outcomes and they're like freaking out. And then, you know, before they know it, they give out, they give up because the system's like, we don't have programming for this. We're going to leave this alone. Yeah. And you convince yourself that you can't do it. The guys, this works for smoking. This works for working out. This works for your financial system. This works at any area of life where you feel like um, you want mastery. And I think for me, what's shifting now is this idea of mastery is really just like, I mean, we, you know, with games, obviously there's mastery involved, but when it comes to ourselves personally, there, what I'm noticing is that there's, there's like a develop, there's a natural development to a human being, right? And what society does and these conversations do is that it omits part of that developmental process. And we actually don't fully develop in that process for some, and it's different for everybody. There's a pattern to it, but it's, it's, it varies for people. I should say not different. Um, meaning like for one person, if they didn't feel safe in their body at a young age, like they missed the part of the, of the development where they took ownership over their body. Right. These are people who tend to have frail bodies or not like, you know, just like smaller shaped bodies. Like all this is all this is happening because of the way that energy flows in the body. So for those people, it's like their their strategies to leave their body, right? Basically to, to feel safe. And because that the body never fully develops, and that's why everything that's like could be physically feel like like physical danger all the time. So again, like different people will do different things to um, like kind of combat these things, but that's what it is. It's like looking at which parts of our developmental process didn't get complete, which is why we kind of like lean into all these different modalities. And you can actually go back and say, okay, well, what's not complete about this process, get it complete. And then like you get all the natural results that come along with completing that process. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to touch on, cause you said it so brilliantly with like the uh, bowling idea. You know, when you were a child growing up and you were learning to walk, you didn't have a judgment on what the right process to get you to walking is. There was no program in there that said, oh, this is how I need to get to walking. There was no thing that when you fell, you were like, no, 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 you did this wrong. And you would like fight that system. You just allowed the system to do what it does. And the system is so much more powerful and clever than any of our minds is, right? Like it self-analyzes all the time. I mean, he's done case studies where basically someone would be like, look, here, here is what uh, is wrong with my backhand, right? Every pro has told me I don't drop the racket and I don't hit up. And I don't finish my swing. I've worked with five people. They've all told me the same thing. Nothing's making a difference. And he goes to him and he's like, okay, so I'm just going to hit balls to you. All I want you to do is hit them to the back of the court. That's it. Just show me. Just hit them to the back of the court. And wouldn't you know, like after 10 hits, when a person's like just thinking like all you're telling your body is like, hey, body, 
The ball needs to go over there. Figure that shit out. And the body does, right? And then he'll go to these people. He's like, did you see what you did? And they're like, yeah. He's like, what changed? And they go, nothing. I didn't change a thing. Now, if we were all watching from the outside, we would see a drastic change, right? Because we would see the body naturally altering whatever it needs to alter to do that. The intention of this conversation is you have this system in you. You're opining and judging, whether good or bad, about your progress. You opining about whether it's like health related, right? You know, so someone has that goal of like, I'm going to lose three pounds uh, a week. Then you lose five that week, right? You have a lot of opinions about what got you to five, right? So now what are you doing? You're like an athlete who's like superstitious. I'm going to do exactly the same thing, right? Like I'm going to do exactly the same thing I did and I'm going to have five pounds again. And then you do exactly the same thing. And what happens? You lose one pound. And what happens now? You make the entire system wrong. You're like, no, we did it this way. This is... Right. And we're like constantly. So what I'm taking from it as I'm going through this is like, you know, our whole training and everything we do about have it all is like, how do I get into flow? How does it get to be effortless and easy? This to me is just another layer to that. It's removing that me has a better uh, understanding of how to achieve certain things. Like all we do is muck it up. All we do is metal. And like guy likes the example of, you know, like treating yourself like a science project. That's all we do. And inside of you, you have the most profound godlike computer that just naturally does this stuff. When we get out of our own way, when we just let go and let it do its thing. Now, Obviously, much, much easier said than done. What I well, hold on, I, I, two things. Like number one, why even add that into the conversation about the, how, how easy or hard it is? Uh, and number two, it's like it's not so much about like how do I get like how do I get that done? Because now you're you're operating in that part of the brain that's uh, like operational about creating success formulas versus just like being that it is some way. So it's like more like I think when you're like, how do I get to do something or how do I have to do something, you know, always challenges the system a bit versus like, how do I get to allow this? Because where it's stuck is where you're not allowing. Right. So it's it's all about people think in terms of like attraction or doing and like even like the attraction, you know, attraction, marketing, attraction, uh, manifestation, stuff like that. It all feels like I got to do something to attract something. And it's like, no, all this lives in the areas that you don't allow. Somebody who doesn't have health in their life has no programming for allow health in their life. Mm. You know, like, like making choices that are healthy for me seem simple because of certain developmental practices that have put into place that, that make the occurring of it simple for me to allow. Yeah. Um, and there's areas that I don't have that, you know, like, Elon and I do really well financially, but we don't have like a billionaire's mindset. I don't know how to make $10 million a year right now, stuff like that. And we're working towards that, right? Cause like every time that we see where we're out of integrity with that, it's like, Oh, there's some little story that I've created along the way. That's not allowing for this clearer stream to come through. Like it's like bandwidth, like the bandwidth can always grow. So most people are just like, they're allowing like, 
you know, if that, that much through, and then they think they have to do something to like it, to just make it happen. And it's really just looking at these like subconscious repro like subconscious programs that you've been running for so long that you've convinced yourself and you're apathetic and resigned to that it can't come through. And then you will think you got to do stuff about that. So you can convince yourself that it can come through. And there's an aspect of that, that I'm sure that works because Elon and I've done that for a long time. And I would say that it's, it's the slower route and it's, and it's a, and it's a significantly uh, more limited route versus truly experience like the, like the magic and majesty that's really available to all of us. And it's just, it's just retraining. Yeah. And that, that's really, um, I think that the entire process is getting back to that effortless ease and flow when you were a child, the way you learned language, the way you started to walk, that's the inherent system for every human being to learn and grow from. We just, we get in there and we have a whole bunch of opinions about how it's supposed to go and not go. So yeah, I agree with Guy. It's just, you know, when you were a child, you just allowed for all of it to come through. Um, and now you just have a whole bunch of judgments of how it should look while it's coming through. So I just wanted to pause here for a moment and let you know that if you're someone who's ready to take massive steps in your relationships, your health, and your finances, we've created an amazing tool for you. There is an all-new Satori Prime app now available in the iTunes and Google Play Store all you have to do is go there and type Satori Prime and download it today. Now, you'll immediately gain access to our 10-part mini-series where we're going to delve into your limiting beliefs, your fears, and all that's been holding you back from truly living the have-it-all life. More than that, you'll be able to share your victories with your fellow Satorians as well as ask Guy and I for feedback about anything that's occurring in your life today. So if you've ever wanted to delve deeper into the concepts similar to the ones that we share here with you every single week, well, now you can. So just go grab the app either in the iTunes store or the Google Play store. If you want to download it to your desktop, you can also go to app.satoriprime.com and grab it there and start your journey today. And with that, let's jump back into the podcast. I think this is the game, right? I, I really do think it's like uh, the law of allowing. And every time I don't see something seamlessly show up in my life, I realize that it's because an aspect of me just doesn't feel good right now. It's like if if um, me and Marcy, we did a talk on Friday, and I think there's so Josiah on here who, who I'm like really wanting to connect with. Um, it's uh, it, it's just that it's so freaking simple because the whole thing is like, where don't I feel good? That, that's the ultimate question to ask you. No matter what action you're taking in your life, no matter what relationship you're in, no matter uh, what your relationship to finance is, it's like if you look at that relationship, and then I say this all the time, but it's all relationships to God, to money, to self, to health, right? It's just all relationships. Where don't you feel good in that relationship? Wherever you don't feel good in that relationship is where you're out of alignment with your ability to allow something, right? So just because it's it's on topic right now and it's it's world events and current. Like I woke up this morning to, as, as the rest of us did, to the biggest massacre in U.S. history, right? And so I was sitting here going like, how do you respond to this? Because I actually don't watch the news that often. And obviously like something like that is going to be super prominent. And the, re the only reason I even knew is because I started seeing people check in on that Facebook, they were safe yeah. on my Facebook yeah. feed. 
He's like, I just don't look at the news. But but and I was like, okay, there was a violent crime in Vegas. So I want to know enough to to just at least know. Like I I don't want to have an opinion too much about it, basically. Um, and like I, I I feel like at times I disconnect from these things, and, and I do that for me because I I you know like ha- I can have an opinion on it. I can even have an emotion about it. I know right now, like I don't have a commitment to go down to Vegas and give blood or assist with whatever needs to happen. Like that's not part of my ethos. And because of that, it's like now getting involved in the conversations that are about to come. I don't, I'm not going to be part of it. Okay. Like I'm just not, I know Trump is going to say something idiotic today. He's going to tweet about it tomorrow. Everyone's going to judge him, whether he's a savior or just a fucking devil and it's just going to go like this. Then they're going to start the, the conversations about rifles. And then the NRA is going to say that guns don't kill people. People kill people. Like, do you guys want to watch all this happen? Or do you, have you already seen that? You know? And then like every show is going to have 75 experts telling us why we do or don't need guns or why we need more guns to kill people like that. Um, so all of that, I don't want to be a part of. And on top of that, like, I don't know this man. Even from the little I saw about him, they're not going to be able to really explain why he did this. And like every other time, these people take their own lives and we don't actually get an explanation. It all seems very funky to me. So it's like, all right, what are we stand? What are we going to stand in? Not, not about blaming and shifting and trying to figure it out. How do we look at ourselves and say, what doesn't feel good about this? And not from like a, a blame perspective, but the same thing, like there is an aspect of our society, right? Of people who are feeling whatever they're feeling that are not experiencing personal love. Like a person like that, I, I don't know what motivated him. Right now I have a lot of conspiracy theories just because I saw his brother react to it and I could just see he's dumbfounded. Like this was not this person's MO. In the past, there's like a lot of stuff that shows that. I don't know that we're gonna get that answer, but this stuff keeps showing up. And I know that it's a matter of effect of us not, of people in society. And, and I believe all terrorism is a matter of people feeling like they're not worthy or self-love. And where I feel that we allow for that is we allow for certain environments to exist, right? That don't allow people to fully embrace who they really are. And then they go and do stuff like this because they don't even know how to communicate that anymore. So they start communicating it through violence. It's a, it's a discharge of angry energy. They just feel unheard. They they feel unheard, unaccepted. They don't belong. And then this is how they find that they're going to get noticed. Uh, yeah and i was gonna say disenchanted but like are we ever gonna have a society where one person doesn't feel disenchanted we don't live in a world anymore where we're lining up armies against each other going all right armies like go get them we're talking about just one angry person it's just that people have resources now to create a lot of damage where in the past one person didn't have that much resources to create a lot of damage so like for me i don't think there's anything externally that we can do at least in the current time, that's going to change that, right? Like there's not a gun law that's suddenly going to be put into place. And we're all going to go like, whew, don't have to worry about that no more. And it doesn't matter how much the people debate right now, uh, psychiatric help, gun laws, what the president is doing, that's going to change this in our society. What I do know is that the more we authentically share the things that we're going through, right? Like as human beings, like, there, there's nothing, nothing in my opinion that changes the changes and trans not changes, but transforms people's lives more than people authentically sharing their story. And then somebody else going, Oh my God, that's happening to me too. 
because suddenly you see that there's an outlet where there wasn't before. Exactly. Right. Like, because you feel so stuck and then somebody shares a story and you're like, Oh, there's a way to get out of this. Like, I didn't even know that there was a way to get out of this. So that comes down to doing inner work. Like for me, what I'm going to sit with over the next few days is not getting to wrapped up in the debate. I'm going to look at where in my life with whatever information I can get about who he is, where I show up in my life that way also, because that showing up that started somewhere in this man's life. And it ended with that, which means that even at the micro level of me, if something like that is going on that I haven't allowed or completed a developmental cycle, something like that is showing up in my life. Maybe I'm not picking up a gun, but maybe I'm saying hateful things to somebody or yeah. I'm, or I'm talking badly about somebody or myself. So good. And I'm going, you fucking idiot. Or like, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. It's like, where, where is that in the conversation in my personal conversation? So that if I can uncover that and remember who I actually am, that I get to share my story in a way that hopefully gets to impact somebody like that one day so that something like that doesn't happen, whether on a small scale or a big scale, that's my curiosity. I would make an invitation for everybody about that. Like I had a very similar experience with this um, coming out of Vipassana two years ago, because while I was sitting in meditation for 10 days, silence from the world on the last few days, that shooting in France happened. And I had never had an experience like that before where I didn't vilify either side. You know, notice how we're all like picking sides. One's bad, one's good. But we just had this whole conversation or Elon just had this whole conversation with us about how like when you do one thing and then you get attached to it, the other side becomes your enemy. Right. And that's not and you're and now you're you're actually tweaking and throwing yourself out of balance where it's like, guys, it's it's all paradoxical. Like it's all true. Right. To, like to that person, whatever he's going through, I don't know him, but like, you know, I said this the other day, like one person's genocide is another person's is like global transformation. And you don't you can't get into the mind of people and understand what what's the lens that someone's looking through that has them take violent action or has them be passive aggressive because aggression and however it shows up, whether it's passive or like this overt has an impact on people. There have been people who've been passive aggressive their whole life and whether they're just angry at themselves or they create rage in the world, people have taken their lives or committed homicide or all these things. It takes lives unchecked, right? And that doesn't make anger a bad thing. It just makes anger unchecked a bad thing or anger without balance a bad thing. This guy, if it is the case, who seems so normal from at least what I've seen with early reports is like, I don't know how long he had been holding on to something that this is what percolated in his mind eventually, because he probably had been withholding anger for fucking decades. Who knows? Like to do something like that. Right. At least that's, it's a presumption, a huge one at that. So it doesn't make it true. It's just, I think right now, like in everything else, what Elon and I always want to represent is a different kind of conversation and different kind of energy so that the paradigms of the past, like the ancient social paradigms that have been passed down. And here's how we deal with these things. Check them out. They don't work. <laughs> right. Like, like check out all these things that haven't worked. We have gun violence consistently in this country. Nothing we have done has shifted it. So it's not about shifting like the things that we keep looking at and keep dissecting, keep having the same conversations as healthcare and economics and wars and da 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 da. It's like, are we going to get responsible for 
our personal conversations and how we deal with how we feel about these things so that we don't feed the fucking big ass animal out there that's about to get fed a lot. I don't want to feed that animal anymore. I want that animal kind of to die because it's that animal and the resistance of that animal that creates more people like this that feel helpless and have to go out there and create these acts. So, you know, and, and that's, and I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, I'm speaking passionately and with somewhat conviction. I don't want to come off like, like I'm righteous about this. I don't know. I truly don't know. What I do know is that like externalizing and looking at global events and getting pissed off of them makes no difference in how events show up in the world. It's, it's, for me, it's all about internal work. You do the internal work, the external changes. Now I can choose to do that on my personal reality, my personality and my personal reality. I can choose to do that, but on a social reality scale, I can't do that alone. Yeah. That's, that's, that's work for all of us. And I, and I hope that more and more people are getting committed to looking at how do I shift myself so that the people around me are positively impacted so that like, less of this happens over time because there is no like a tomorrow we're going to get this handled. This is going to happen again. Yeah. I love, I love, love, love that we took the conversation to this place. I would offer you guys to notice when you're listening to the news or when you're reading people's comments or when you're internalizing this event, notice what is getting triggered just like this just like for those of you guys in the US about the kneeling, right? Like notice internally what is upsetting you because that's your work. That's your trigger. Nothing that you see here or someone does or doesn't do to you, for you, etc., has any impact on you, right? Like nothing that someone says can impact you. You choose your perception on what is happening out there, and that perception is what's creating the reaction inside. You're responsible for that perception. That's all life is. It's it's a whole bunch of stuff happening. You perceive it a specific way, whether it's your bank account, whether it's your body, whether it's your relationships, or whether it's these global events. And it's that perception that if that perception doesn't feel good to you, like Guy said, you get to, if you so choose, to do that internal work and go, oh, interesting. What is that that's being triggered so so massively right now? Why is this person upsetting me so much? Why is this situation upsetting me so much? That's the thing that once you remove that, you're no longer ever impacted in that exact same way. That doesn't mean that the next time something happens, you're not going to get angry. It's just another slice of something that you get to, to look at. And so I said to Guy earlier today, because we spoke about this this morning, I also, you know, I woke up to it. And um, this is why I truly believe like Satori Prime and the work that we're doing right now in the world. That's why this work is so important. Because there are people out there right now, millions of them, that feel unheard, that feel unloved, that feel like they don't matter and they are not worthy and these are the kind of acts that, that some people do in order to feel accepted and loved in some weird, deranged way and worthy. And I brought this up in another uh, uh, talk, whether it's on a podcast or something like that, but that Neil Donald Walsh book, 
uh, the soul and the sun, how there's certain people that come into this life in order to carry on these events that, that we are really impacted by, right? In order for there to be a transformation in us all. Now, without these tools and this vision of how to do that internal work, that act is worthless. That act will, will just be a violent, unnecessary act. If you actually take the time to look at it internally and meditate on it and just ask, you know, like what, just getting, get curious. What is it that I'm judging? What is it that is making me so upset? And just see what happens. And what I'll tell you as like the next step, and this is where you really get the impact of that way of being and perceiving the world on yourself and on others is start to look where else does this get triggered? Because it's not just with these global events. This aspect of you might get triggered with your kids or with your spouse or with your coworkers or with your boss or with yourself. And that is tremendous when you can find that because that no longer has a hold on you. Now you're a whole different human being. So while I'm not a proponent for this stuff happening, I think these kind of incidences in, in one way or another to the souls who are ready is a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call to, to start looking at things. And you know, I, I said to Fanny, she was like, the world is crazy, this and that. I was like, all the more reason for us to love each other and be with each other and honor each other more than ever. That's how you, that's how you make an impact in the universe, in fucking the multiverse. Every time you choose love instead of hate, that's why we're here. Yeah, it's such a good point. I think, you know, we, we, if you look at your own life, how the messages that you don't, uh, the messages or messages and lessons that you don't retain are the messages and lessons that repeat themselves. Like this is repeating in our society because there's a lesson that we're not getting at the, at the social grander scale level. Mm Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's and it's the same thing like those personal lessons. I think it's so like we guys, we're not going to fix this. There's 330 million people in the country there, or more maybe now there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. Like one person has enough power. It's amazing that we live in a time where one person could create that kind of destruction. You know, which makes it all that much more something to pay attention to. Or like what we're seeing with governments and all that kind of stuff. I mean, guys, we are seeing the shift in motion. This is what it looks like. It's just notice how it creates an environment and circumstances for your greater awareness. But when you buy in to the to the narrative and so out there, you're just buying back into old programming. You're buying back into that old narrative, the same narrative that's creating these situations. Yep. You know, like I think where Elon and I are gifted. And a lot of people that I know that are, are good at these kind of things that yet him and I are capable of, of seeing now is that we're, we're good at looking at social mechanisms and, and just seeing that the, the future of that is obvious. It's just like your life. Like every time you get angry, notice how it's the same pattern. You feel guilt. You feel shame. You would blame the other person. You kind of want to take responsibility, but you kind of don't. Nothing changes. You know, you put something different in place about how it is that you operate. And, and it's like, that needs to be put in place when you're not upset. 
you know, responding to this with critical action during a time of upset, it notice how when you respond to things in your life in moments of upset, it doesn't get better. It's got to be in that time in between where healing is happening, where we choose who we're going to be. Because overreacting every time something happens, we do that over and over again. Guys, we know the future. I, I just laid it out for you before. If you think it's going to happen any different than that this time, like, who? Who's having a different conversation? Who? It was the same thing when, when Trump got elected. Everyone was freaking out. I'm like, look, you know, look from the spiritual context of things. Look from the higher density of uh, things. Us looking down from a quantum vision. There's no time. Everything is happen happening exactly the way it's supposed to happen. I truly believe we're living on a multi-dimensional, multi-universe quantum tapestry, like a spider web, right? I think quantum physics points to this, talks about this too. And every action, thought, feeling that you have is a vibration on that greater tapestry. And you guys know if you take a spider web, it doesn't matter where you flick it. Somewhere on that spider web is a vibration from that flick. And, and we're each... And the universe and everything is responding to you and to us collectively as the one. So to me, it's like that inner work is that shift. Now, I don't know because we live in a, in a universe that seems to like balance that we're ever going to get to a point that it's just all light because then growth would stop. And it seems to be that the structure of this density is for growth to continue. There's like an obsession with growth, right? Like in every aspect of our society, we see that. So I don't know that that's the destination. Uh, I personally feel like when I look at children, if you would want to say that's a human's natural state, that joy and love seem to be our natural state. Personally, I would like to move more towards that. Not to go back to anything, but just to move towards that. Getting angry now, having arguments with people now, Getting angry at your president or the way that this country is run now, does that make less of that or more of that conversation? You're just becoming more of that opposition that creates more of the opposition that gets people angrier and angrier and angrier. Anger. What's interesting about the time that we live in and the, even the Internet age and the information age is that we're in a time of disillusionment more than ever before. While the power of information came to us as like a gift, it's also created a, a thing that we can't seem to even agree on what what today is, what reality is right now. Not that we should have ever had any agreement about that to begin with. And maybe that's not disillusionment. Maybe that's, that's enlightenment perhaps because there was an agreement in the past about the way that it was. And suddenly it's like, you see how everyone opines about everything. However, it's like more recently, I think than ever before, we're having this divisive conversation and it's just like this disagreement about what it is. I don't like, I don't even want to be part of that conversation who gives a fuck like the more i disagree the more it becomes that which i don't want for me again all inner work you ex you externalize this you miss the opportunity to take away from it what we could take away from it and there's a global event and global energy like i can't remember a time in history that i've been alive anyway that like what's been happening this month has happened before from from uh, global events to environmental events to political events it's just like Wow. Yeah. And, I, and I, it's like, it, it, you know, there's like knocking on the door and there's like <laughs> knocking on the door. I think it's knocking on the door for all of us. Like pay attention. Wakey, wakey, human racy. Exactly. Amazing.
Love, uh, love that that's where this uh, conversation ended. All right, boys and girls, thank you so, 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 so much for being part of this uh, conversation with us. I know this was, um, this was a good one. Very, very deep and lots to think about. A good one to, to listen back to. So again, if you've enjoyed this, you know, please make sure that you guys on our Satori Prime page, you can actually set the notifications that when we go live, it will uh, prompt you. So um, you can do that on Facebook as well. And if you're listening to this on YouTube at some point, you know, please subscribe to our channel and give this a thumbs up and a comment. We'd love to hear from you guys. Have an amazing day, everyone. All right, bye. Bye, everybody. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love. Promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.